la 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 is it is it not right we're not doing it right no it is right it's just you know hope it goes to our standards first standards or our standards first first well everybody's um, are we gonna put on our shades are we gonna have are we gonna start it all right three we're already recording i hit yeah, record by accident oh. <laughs> so Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the ET Podcast, episode 28. 28. Yes. I am one of your humble and gracious... You know what? I'm still in that joke, but I'm sorry. <laughs> I am Trey. We're doing this all out of whack because Pip refused to join us today. Yeah. She but re- that's all right. She, uh... Boycott. We have a great replacement. Yep. No, well, my name is Eric before anything else, um, and today we have the one, the only, Brian Strickland. Brian. The Lord man from the woods. He is. You know, you remind me of the dude from, uh, have you seen the movie, uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, The Revenant? Why do you always bring Revenant? Him? Is that like your favorite actor? <laughs> he just no, compared me to Leonardo DiCaprio, or Tom Hardy, who was the bad guy in the movie, which I would, I uh, either way. What? No, yeah, you have. No, I, I promise you, I have not seen the movie. Great compliment. I received that. <laughs> um, so, whatever. Appreciate it. It was his uh, only Oscar. Yeah, um, no. That's so stupid. Like, after Titanic, right? <laughs> right. Like It's funny. He was too young to win one as Titanic, I think. Because he's, what, like 40 now, right? <laughs> I don't know. He's, he's only older he won now. the Oscar. He was probably like, like 37 50? or something. I don't know. He's not 50. He's coming up there, I feel like. Yeah, he, he's getting up there, but I think at that time, though, he was only probably about a child. Okay. <laughs> he was like 36 or something. I mean, if you want, if you guys want to talk about Leonardo DiCaprio, we can talk I'm about Leonardo. I'm all for it. I want to go see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, but that's, that's a cool. huge commitment because that movie is almost three hours. Is it really? Yes. Wow. So I don't know if I want to do it's that. It's okay. It's not like it hasn't been done. Endgame was like three hours yeah, and but, 15 minutes or something. But see, that's the thing. I have to have nothing going on to make a commitment like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I don't have nothing going on mm-hmm. today. But You ever heard of the Sabbath? <laughs> <laughs> don't do this. <laughs> don't do this. <laughs> Whatever. But... Well, um, well, this is his first time. This is your first time. Yeah, first podcast. podcast. Yeah, um, it's special. It's a he special doesn't time for me. To us, by the way, but we brought him on. So. <laughs> that is messed up. It is messed up. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. So tell us about you, man. I yeah, know. I was thinking about this on the way over here. I was like, they're probably gonna do this introductory like yeah. moment, and yeah. I'll have to we figure out what. Like, what am I gonna say? And it's sort of like that intro- introduction mm-hmm. that you have to give to like that that like interviewee, that interviewer. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And you know you want to fill it with some some nice insight about who you are, but not keep it too vague, that no one really cares. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but also give give some insight on on who I am, uh, what I do, what I'm, what I'm about. Um, I guess you kind of like wheel it back to where I got some some schooling. I came from, you know, inner city uh, Minneapolis. Um, I got privileged enough to go to Breck High School um, in Golden Valley. Um, You know, not being wealthy growing up, uh, it was an enormous blessing for me to go there. Um, Got to meet some of the world's brightest um, people and at at least in that in that area. And uh, from there I got um, you know, enrolled at the University of Minnesota, kind of floundered around there for four years. Yeah, yeah I, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't, yeah, I mean, when I got to college, I was trying to live the college dream, you know, I've seen some yeah. college movies. Such a pro. <laughs> Old school was literally like my anthem. Uh, Will Ferrell, you know, watching him just fall out as an old man in a frat house, like I wanted to live that life. And uh, so I chased it down, and I'll be honest, it, it let me down. Um, oh, it wasn't it wasn't at all what the movies depicted. It wasn't it wasn't a lot of fun for me. I think that um, there were bigger, better things that were waiting for me, and I just didn't quite know how to how to chase after it. Right. Um, so uh, four about four years spent at school, um, up and down, getting in trouble with the law. Nothing major, just you know, drinking and drugs. Um, 
typical, had, uh, had yeah typical yeah. college run-ins, typical you know, white boy probation white periods, boy. <laughs> and all and all the the whole thing, you know, <laughs> sentenced to serve stuff, you know, losing yeah. my license and all, all that kind of fun uh, jam that happened when I was you know early teen or late teens, early twenties. Yeah. Um, so after you know graduating from the U of M, I kind of just did what I could to find a job, and I thought that uh, you know the way to live the happy, you know, successful life was finding a nine to five for a company that would pay me enough money to make that happen. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't quite so simple. I, I didn't work really tremendously hard in college, so I um, found myself kind of with mediocre grades. Um, got through school, but nothing really stood out on my resume. I think that that set me back uh, to a degree. Um, It also took me some time to figure out what I was studying in school. Um, I liked liked art a lot. Um, I liked being in the creative field, being with people that knew how to express themselves and also had something really interesting uh, about them. So uh, I kind of went in that direction, um, but eventually found myself writing more creatively and finding finding my major in communications. Um, I also dabbled in Chinese, but... You speak um, fluent Mandarin. I'm, I'm not fluent. Uh, I definitely struggle. I'm a slow... I'm like a... Could you, could you give everybody something? Give, give the people See, like, put me something in Mandarin? My question is... Don't that, insult us. Though. Yeah, I'm not going to insult que- you. My question is that your mom is Latina. Yeah, yeah. And yes, you don't that know is the most important No, I know. I mean, I, Spanish. Yeah, I don't know any Spanish. I used to. Which is... I felt like crazy. it was kind of like at an early phase. I understood it pretty well. Yeah. Um, I did try to make make it right by taking a couple years in yeah. high school, but it never really caught on. I don't think I have the the mouth for it. Can't roll any good R's, you know. Say ferrocarril. I'm not even gonna try that because <laughs> it's it's gonna be recorded, and I just don't want it to have you know any That's repercussions right, later you, on down the road. If you listen, if you actually listen to this podcast, <laughs> you would know how much nonsense we say. You know? But it's yeah. Cool. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I, I definitely dabbled in, in Mandarin. I went to China, got some uh, got some drinks in China when I was a uh, not of legal age. But uh, well, yeah. I was I actually remember this the other the other day. I was wondering like how I ended up doing what I did when I was like seventeen years old there. Because um, uh, <laughs> did you eat some cat too? Yeah, I mean we. The the That's, hardest I'll tell was, you I'll tell you this right now. I'll tell Pip to edit that. That was racist. <laughs> the hardest thing I did there was smoke a Chinese cigarette. It was intense. Why? I don't know. I don't know what it was. It wasn't processed tobacco. I, it's something. just different there. Maybe I don't know. Like I mean, it wasn't a Marble Light. I'll tell you that much. Crystals. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, well, I'm black, so I used to smoke Newports. So I don't know <clears throat> any other cigarette. Yeah, anyway. but it, it wasn't uh, an enjoyable time for that night after that cigarette. I'll tell you that much. Barely made it back to my hotel room at like Jeez. two in the morning. Was it glazed or something? Um, I just think they make them stronger there. I don't know. Like don't the know. plantations have tobacco <laughs> plantations. <laughs> They must be. They must be like. Two for two <laughs> that wasn't even meant to be offensive. It's like we're anyway, tobacco farm. Um, so here I am at Living Word Christian Center. Um, I am 29 years old. Going to be 30 soon. Um, I'm about three and a half years into confessing my faith that I follow Jesus Christ and that He is my Lord and my Savior. He's my deliverer and my healer. He's everything in between. And uh, it took a long time to get here. It felt like, um, you know, it could have been uh, speedily, uh, sur- I could have surpassed all of the, the misery, probably, but out of the condition of my heart, refused to follow the truth and, accept- and refused to accept him into my life, um, uh, regardless of all the tribulation and the struggles I had. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, this, this ministry uh, somehow um, reeled me in. Uh, yeah, my my yeah. mom was an attendee, a member, for a couple of years before she managed to get me into these doors. And, I mean, it wasn't the first time that I came here, actually. I, I got here probably early to, like, maybe 2010, 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point in my life, uh, I heard a message about, 
the tithe and how you know offering money to the church was like the the correct thing to do and um, it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me not being in faith about you know the role that God plays in my life or that he's done everything literally under the sun for me so um, I think that my heart was put off by the fact that a man in a really nice looking suit was asking for money from a poor kid from the city um, I walked out of the church thinking, you know, this wasn't for me. I was, I was searching for love. You know, that's what I thought right. in my heart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I told my mom that I, I wasn't really too happy about it, and it, uh, I didn't come back um, for probably, you know, six, seven years. Um, so I, I did, um, and the message that I came into was actually an Easter Sunday service. Um, I was... Uh, coming off a pretty pretty bad hangover um i uh like most people like most people this one (laughs) this one was one of those like you know sometimes hangovers are like funny you know like like you kind of wake up thinking like man i really did a number to myself last night and you just kind of like laugh it off right this was a little bit different you know in that moment you're like this was this different. Yeah, it was one of those like hangovers that. that you felt like you just like, man, am I going to grow up one of these days, you know? <laughs> right. And so That's my mom's, you know, coincidentally calls me, you know, at like 9 a.m. and I'm rolling out of bed with this this headache, you know, and my mom's just like, just come to church. And I'm thinking, I'm, I'm completely broke. I spent all my money on alcohol. And um, now, you know, my mom's offering me basically, you know, spend some time with me, go to this building and I'll probably grab you some breakfast so I, I went with the intention of just like spending some time with my mom and grabbing grabbing a bite to eat for free you know yeah and so I came to the service and I immediately felt like this was the wrong place for me I immediately felt like um, everybody here had no business asking who I am or what I what I've done or uh, where I come from and ultimately I, fe- I felt like everyone was fake based mm-hmm. on their interest in my life and it was I don't know, intrusive to me for someone, so for so yeah. many people to kind of just, hey, who are you, right. you know, and right. give me a smile and shake my hand, and I'm not really into hugs, and a lot of people hug around here, you know. That's still still a sensitive topic. It's still a sensitive topic for me. Um, no, yeah, that's funny how um, those walls kind of break down. I uh, uh, got into the service and. I mean, it was like Pastor Max's sermon had reached into my soul and just grabbed my grabbed my heart. And um, out of fear, honestly, I felt like if I didn't respond correctly in that moment, that I would be eternally like regretful. Yeah. Um, right. And so, out of real like holy fear, mm-hmm. um, I raised my hand during that altar call, and um, you know, I I I just. I didn't know what happened, but when I walked out of that church, I felt like I was completely, I don't know, dumbfounded. Like mm-hmm. everything that I had learned previously up until that moment had been kind of like a wash, yeah. um, which was kind of like uh, scary for me. Because when I walked out, I wanted to say that I was happy. I want everyone was like, this must be a great feeling for you, you know, like this is the best this is the most important day of your life and I didn't know why I just felt like I might have joined a club I don't know anything about yet it's cool to be part of the church in this fashion I think Mm -hmm. it's always a sensation that we seek to be part of something that's bigger than ourselves and Mm -hmm. I I know I found it I just didn't know what what it was so I had just developed this really insatiable hunger to kind of continue on hunting the things of 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 this world of this realm um, of yeah. truth yeah. and um, the only way I could really f- figure out more of what it was that I was so curious to find was spending more time here um, spending more time around people uh, like-minded in pursuing the same uh, things of, of, the, of the word of, of God so um, I didn't know how to go about getting as much information on it as I, as I wanted to because, you know, when, when you first get saved, they're just going to hand you a Bible. They're probably going to tell you that, like, keep prompt, praying, keep seeking God. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, those terms are kind of, like, vague. You, mean, you just walked right. into, you know, like, this dimension that you have yeah. no understanding of. You know, I w- I'm sorry to cut you off. No, I know this is still, like, yeah. your intro. But I was going to say, you know, I feel like 
that is something that that needs to be addressed more because when people first get saved they don't really know what that means nobody really really gives them information on it and so that's why i'm glad that like they have small groups and stuff like that and like i mean you're kind of taking that initiative um now i mean of course you know we're not the the little group that we yeah. that you've started mm-hmm. that we have or whatever we haven't you know like ushered in people who are newly saved or whatever but that is something that's very important I, mm-hmm. people need to know oh yeah what they're getting into and i, I mean Absolutely. it's not a, a negative thing obviously right you know but they need more information because it's so vague when people are like oh this is the best day of your life it's like why yeah like what <laughs> what yeah. is the reason for it being the best day oh, of yeah. my life like what exactly do i get yeah you know and stuff so i think that's a great point but yeah it's, i think it is because um you know i i mean i've i've walked into churches um and had conversations with who appear to be believers of a substantial amount of time mm-hmm. and have wondered even publicly asked like what does it mean to be saved and right, i'm thinking right. that's a very basic question mm-hmm. um but what's the correct answer you exactly. know like wh- how do i approach this question one with like maintaining a position like of of the heart of god mm-hmm. um do you want to talk about eternal damnation do you, right. do you, or stay away from that you know do you want to talk about like sin um is that a content is that content that we should talk about or is right. it simply like you're now saved from the kingdom of death like right. of evil of darkness of, right. of cursing and death like you're no longer part of that you know mm-hmm. um and i think that to this day i think that you can always uh, kind of bend your answer to best uh respond to that person in their moment mm-hmm. in time um this specific individual was you know a person probably about my age mm-hmm. um and you know it's funny how you can be in a circle of people talking right after service and you might not know how long this person has been a believer right did they just get saved did this person just get saved and not even know they got saved because i think that that's a circumstance a lot of people might find themselves in Mm -hmm. like one day they're just like i just had this warm feeling inside and then i continued on with my life you know right um so i don't know it's an interesting topic and i think that we should definitely expound on that as far as how we can approach like the world and making sure that the youth and even anybody who's newly saved is fully aware of what um, what they're walking into, if that's possible. Right. I yeah. mean, you can't quite really encapsulate salvation in in a short paragraph. Yeah, you can it's, kinda... it's almost like you know how we try to explain what di is. Yeah, it's hard to <laughs> what explain. Is it. You have to, yeah, I mean, somebody recently just asked me and Denise that uh, when we went to Ryan and Angela's their last. Uh, the little series that they did um, on Wednesday night, and a guy oh, asked, "Who's like, what is the eye?" And we were just like, "Uh, <laughs> like yeah. you have to experience it, you know. Like it, we can't, true. you know, do it justice yeah. by explaining it. Yeah, you know. So how would you how would you define it, Eric? Well, no, I mean there was a lot of a lot of major points that I think that you know because all right, we we were in a way I don't know if we even have a title. Though on this but you know it was more like like we titled it what man show or whatever the man show the man show you know what i think we should call it i think we should call it mighty men mighty Mighty men Men. but But, because we have shades on i also was thinking we should call it hot boy summer but no you touched on a lot of points like you know you telling us you know from like where you started like you know from high school going down to college and then what you experienced uh, during your college years and after college and now you know for you to like finally you know f- you know in a way figure out finding the right trajectory yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. you know and, and I feel you know that's one of the things that a lot a lot of uh, men experience mm-hmm. yeah and I guess just going to like how I define salvation mm-hmm. like what you said yeah I guess for me is being able to for me salvation in my own words, I would say to be able to break free from anything that in a way cost you to be chained up to something or like um, 
just being free uh, yeah. in a way for you to do whatever you, God called you to do yeah. mm -hmm. and being able to do it to your full potential. I feel like that would be, I guess, for yeah. me, my definition of salvation. Being able to, yeah, just to, 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 to do your calling to your full potential, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and with what you were talking about, you know, I even, you know, for me, I experienced that too. And when I, uh, when, when I did the, um, the speech for, for the second years in, in our graduation, that was one of the things too that, you know, for me, I thought that I had it all figured out, you know, after high school, I'm going to do this. And, you know, being a son of like, you know, uh, pastors and such is like, oh, you know, I have it all figured out, but I didn't really, you know, right. and I fell right. into this trap where like, oh, okay, you know, I'm just gonna, you know, do this. That's on true. My own. You're a pastor's son. <laughs> yeah. okay. You know, and, and, and it's like, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, but then yet, like, you know, the world takes you to a different direction where like, hey, you're gonna be doing, like, you yeah. know, you ended up right. doing something completely different, Yeah. and now you're coming back again, you know, years later, yeah. it's like, oh, shoot you know like yeah. i kind of messed up <laughs> well you right. know but i know that in a way god redeems it once you like come down to him and because like you said sometimes it's, it's difficult when do you really know that you're safe you know mm -hmm. because for me i would say that i was saved when i accepted jesus as my lord and savior when i was eight mm. but I didn't do as well, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Until I actually made the decision that, okay, mm -hmm. I'm gonna actually do this. Yeah. I'm gonna, you know, take two years of my life to be in DI that, yeah. you know, I don't know, people talk about it, how great it is and it changes lives, but does mm -hmm. it really, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And been able to like jump off a cliff and see what happens, you know? That's, yeah. And until that point, you know, for me, it didn't click for me after like, the, our, in, in, during our second year, almost towards the end. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. for me, that's when it clicked. I was like, okay, this is when it clicked for me, and yeah. and it's like, wow, okay. I mean, you know, wow. I, it's it's yeah. a process. You know, you know, obviously everybody's different, but it's until it clicks for you. Yeah, that's when you know you. I to me, it's like, okay, mm. I'm definitely safe. You know. Yeah, yeah. that's so. huge. I <laughs> I had a pretty profound experience a couple of days ago. Um, I I have a roommate who, um, you know. I've talked to, I've confessed the gospel to, I've, I've witnessed to. Mm -hmm. um, early on, she explained that, you know, she walked with uh, a Christian group. You know, she was a Christian-going person. Mm -hmm. her, her husband was part of the church, and um, she would say that she was identified as a Christian. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and so, you know, I kind of pegged her as like, okay, so you were you were a Christian with air quotes, you know, yeah. you went right. and you did all like the, the actions and mm -hmm. you didn't actually have a relationship with the Lord. And so that was kind of like how I understood her. And those, those types of conditions make it difficult because the more information you have on the Bible without love yeah. eliminates the, uh, like the positive teachings mm -hmm. and it only ends up leaving you sifted with law, yeah. legalism, yeah. Uh, and condemnation from the community that you're a part of. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, evidently she walked away from the church. She walked away from her husband, um, wow. thinking that, you know, whatever life that, the, that he had been living was f fake to some degree. Yeah. Um, so there was some tension between us just as roommates thinking like, okay, she knows like I've got all I do is spend time like studying the word listening to Hillsong worship you know like yeah. I'm, I'm just constantly like, that's consuming me you yeah. know and it it wasn't always like that I, I was you know very much like into well I was gonna say Brian the last time I came over your house you yeah. had all types of like no and that's crazy the thing crazy music, music yeah I still listen to all oh. sorts of music jazz electronic all that stuff but to it to her, a joke. but to but to her, um, I was a person that was almost obsessed. Yeah, you know, and so uh, I had this talk with her uh, the other day um, because she basically she got offended at the fact that um, I didn't respond to one of her texts. Right? Wow. 
So I have this situation where you have someone who may or may not be wanting like a romantic, more intimate relationship. That's crazy. And I had to approach it with like <laughs> so much sensitivity because yeah. this person lives in my house. Right. I didn't want to offend her. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to do everything in my power to eliminate like Any anger or that. like yeah. resentment. Um, and it, and and I'll, I'll be honest, like it. It took a long time for me to settle my like internal storm because mm-hmm. I was thinking about this is really annoying <laughs> because yeah. I I I'm I'm on the right side of the road. I felt like I was on the right side of the road, and this person was colliding with me, and it was not my plan. It wasn't my intention. Yeah. Um. And so I just I sat in my room and I was just thinking like. I've messed up so many situations in my life that led into more disaster and more uh, like destruction. Yeah. How can I use the wisdom of God to approach the situation that is tremendously sensitive, where mm-hmm. you might just destroy someone by telling them a certain that you don't maybe have feelings for them, right. or do that, you have feelings? No, I think she's a terribly interesting person and really great conversationist but like i'm just i'm not nervous? interested in romance <laughs> in that way not with her Gosh, so sensitive topic man sensitive topic bro Stop, Come on. you know i kind of want to talk about it's good i like that today tis, yeah. tis, tis. but like we got down to it a little bit further and Whoa. she's a person that's practicing meditation yeah she yeah. doesn't identify herself yeah. as buddhist or mm-hmm. um, just spiritual taoist or whatever yeah she's just someone who dabbles in meditation and mm-hmm. i had avoided the topic of talking to her about this <laughs> because i knew this would upset her yeah yeah and so i just laid it all out we had our cards out on the table mm-hmm. kind of straightened some things out we ironed out some things and then it opened up the door to talk about this yeah. in a more like receptive way because that's like the definition of like really reaching someone is mm-hmm. did you go through the length the yeah. the the uncomfortable stuff yeah, yeah in a loving way so that you could open that door to talk about something that's really important mm-hmm. um and i think that for her it finally kind of clicked because she said to me you know, when I was when I was a young person, I know I believed in God. I know I was saved. Yeah. And so then she started asking me questions about salvation, like, can you lose your salvation? Can, is it something that you can confess and, yeah, and yeah. just hold on forever? Yeah. Regardless of choosing to follow the ways of Christians, and I'm and I'm thinking like, well, yeah. Yeah. You you're saved. Like. Right. You you let the Lord come into your heart. Mm-hmm. He made you a new creation. Yeah. You, you at that point are saved. You'll be with him in the end. See, that when somebody does that, that's perfect. That's like somebody setting you up for a dunk or for, you know, for an open dunk. three or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's if like, I was good at dude, basketball. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. All right. So I, I, I've been doing a lot of this studying, right? So for the, you know, in regards to salvation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you don't lose your salvation. You, you you will, you know, end up in heaven now. Because I was thinking about this, you know. Uh, it even talks about, like, how, you know, angels have, like, different ranks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like... Just like demons have different ranks. Right. So, so, so my question is, is like, you know, let's say... Let's say, you know, the tribulation comes in, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, let's say, you did not fulfill what God... Uh, wanted you to do and you during that time you were either insane or what whatnot mm-hmm. yeah now now my question to you guys is this do they leave do they get rapture or do they stay through the tribulation to go through 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 that process in order to get to heaven if they were saved yeah oh they're saved yeah. But yeah. but 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 do they get the same reward? No. Then no, they you, don't get the same rewards. Right. So they would have yeah. to go through the relationship. That is no. not scriptural. Yeah, I would I say that so. you're forced to stay on earth while you know uh, the earth goes through famine yeah, and no. destructions and demonic oppression and if you're, if pure you're saved, devastation. You get raptured. Yeah. Regardless. 
whether you're insane. even if somebody is out there mm-hmm. just like uh like the prodigal son just out there wow yeah. it don't matter they're still saved because you can't lose your salvation yeah. right but that, that's what i mean because like you know it's like would we have like separate ranks like where like somebody that did a lot oh yeah they'll be at a lower rank yeah. right that's what i'm saying so like I, I i'm not sure if it's biblical but i've heard you know pastors say that there's school in heaven and they'll have to learn things <laughs> yeah. And I believe that because it's like, why would why would God put you in charge of a planet or something? It's like yeah. the scripture says, you know, yeah. he who was faithful in much, much or right. faithful in the least will be faithful in much. Right. So it's like if you are out here just, you know, yeah. you accepted Jesus, yeah. but you out here just doing whatever you want. Yeah. You know, and all that. Of course, you got to learn right. that you shouldn't have been doing that stuff yeah, you right. should have been what, what I think know. we're really talking yeah. about here is like salvation and then lordship yeah so yeah, see, that's, um, uh, or even stewardship too uh, that, right that that the higher level talk. of stewardship yeah. indicates the higher yeah, yeah. like intensity yeah, of lordship a, that's a better wording um, so hmm. I think that uh, I mean everybody who's walking around this building serving the lord mm-hmm. they're fully aware of the things that they're being obedient of and the things that they're not yeah um so you you can have a strong relationship with the Lord, and we're always seeking to have an improved relationship, right. and it's all contingent on us, you know, because mm-hmm. he's always he's always ready. I mean, we can mm-hmm. see it in so many of the scriptures. Like, look at the prodigal son; he is always ready to kind to embrace us. That's he's gonna true. meet you out in the field. He's gonna throw you a party. He's gonna have yeah. the best food, the best yeah. music. His son at home that's in the church is going to be all upset because he never threw a party for... I, I love that. I love that uh, See, but parable. That, I mean, that's true. I mean, I, I definitely accept that. But it's just like, you know, that's just the only thing that I guess I have to learn more is like... Because then at that point, anybody can like still like sin. Oh, yeah. Without, we sin every day. I without, mean, without, you know, they would just don't care. Like, okay, I'm safe. I'm going to do sinful stuff either way i'm still gonna go to heaven yeah you know what i mean but 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 the thing is that i feel like to me i i'm i think or i believe that mm -hmm. i'm sure like they have to go through some type of you know having to not gain back their 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 salvation i mean i i know it's there but go through a process of like okay you know, well, yeah, because then I feel like it would be too easy for anybody to be like, okay, do you want to be saved? Yeah, yeah, I just want to be saved because I can still do whatever I want. <laughs> I'm still gonna go to heaven. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, so, the, the thing is with people who do that, they're still bringing harm to themselves. You know, right? Because it, it's it at that point, it's not about how do I word it. I don't even know how to word it, but right. it's it's not like it's not like uh since you did something bad, right. you're gonna get bad or whatever. Because it's like you what, know how how are you setting yourself up right. as you do it? Because it, it you also know? you know it talks about like how you know eventually we're gonna go and like you know we're gonna see because we're gonna get rewarded right like we're gonna right. get like 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 crowns of the stuff like that we crowns did of and life. stuff yeah. yeah right so it's like you know whoever didn't really do or fulfill like I mean. You know, I, for me, I think it would be like a very cheapest way to get into heaven. Like it'd be like, mm-hmm. yeah, I just you just got in because you know, <laughs> just got in. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's. But it's, I feel like there has to be like some process. I mean, you know. Like, well, this is just. Um, uh, I don't know. My, it's, my you're not going to find this in the Bible, but I, you guys might be aware of uh, the encounter that Jesse Duplantis proclaimed. He had. I was going to say that. That's yeah. exactly what I was going to say. So we have like. Where he talks about gowns of salvation mm-hmm. and then robes of righteousness, mm-hmm. and so those that followed the Lord, um, during their they walked through the fire, mm-hmm. they yeah. would get uh, the the robes of righteousness. Yeah. That would be a higher glory. Yeah, yeah. And the gowns of salvation would just be like you you got in, you confessed that he was your Lord. Right. You didn't choose his way, but like you ended up believing in enough like you do that is it like that is the foundation of it all like believe and that's still to us the foundation is believing like Mm -hmm. your belief takes your your faith or your your walk with the lord higher every day if you refuse to let go of your belief you will continue to grow progressively through your life Mm -hmm. um, experiencing higher glories and i think that higher glories today can be kind of 
you know talked about so often it's in every song it's in every mm-hmm. uh sermon out there yeah um it's speaked as like metaphorically it's talked about literally it's you know there's all different types of glories being talked about in the church and i it's an, in, an incredibly interesting topic to, to touch on because how would you define glory right. you know right yeah it's deep but go ahead sorry um i wouldn't even thinking about that one it was actually something different that he said because he was saying he had a visitation yeah yeah that's right but he was also saying that like um people think that i forgot how you how you worded it but he was saying basically i didn't you know call those people up to heaven the people that died or whatever he Mm. was like it's only because of my son that they mm. got in here mm. because of the blood of Jesus. Yeah. That's the only reason they got here. They oh, he was like he was saying they didn't f- fulfill the call on their lives. Yeah. They didn't run their race. Yeah. It's only because of Jesus that they got in here. That's oh. the only reason they're up in here. Yeah. So, yeah, I forgot exactly how he said it, uh-huh. but it was basically saying yeah. that. Though. Dang, I yeah. mean, it's such a crazy you know thing to you know to even think about because I was reading into the churches, you know, yeah. Yeah. and it talks about uh, it's it's. Uh, it's in uh, where is it? I think it is uh, Apocalypse three verse seven. Apocalypse. You mean revolution? Revolution. Revolution. Apocalypse. Revolution. Revelation. But yeah, it talks about the Church Apocalypse. of Philadelphia. It's good. And it, and, and, it, and it says there. I mean, it, you know, it, it reads that. Man, I, I don't know here. I don't even have my phone. But, I, uh, let me see if I can find it. But it it, it kind of shows that like you know there's. continue no yeah i mean i I would want to read it but um but yeah just so you guys know i mean this is you know and and the reason why we we you know for this episode i mean this is something that we normally gather up and talk about just like crazy stuff yeah um and normally this is like well we started this is what our third monday that we've been actually you know meeting up to talk and so we have we have a new whatever let me try this i don't want to move that yeah, I don't even know what translation uh, this is, actually. Um, I hate how the first version of the Bible that you search on Google is NIV. Is oh, that it everybody? Is NIV. <laughs> yeah, it's always NIV. Jeez. The nearly inspired version, I as mean, Andrew Womack says. That's like the one Bible I don't own, you um, know, the NIV. Yeah. And I think it's probably because Andrew I, Womack came in one day and just stomped <laughs> on it. And I was like, not literally, but yeah, he, just, that day he calls he said, it the newly inspired. Yeah, the nearly inspired version. Yeah. I normally just stick with like the New King James. New King James much. is great. I love yeah. that Bible that they give you here when you first become a, a member. Um, mm-hmm. I, funny enough, I got a Bible from my mom when I was maybe seventeen. Yeah. Sat in the box because what was I going to do with the Bible? You know, I right. wasn't a believer. Um, I had reverence for such things. I wasn't going to like throw it away. I wasn't crazy i think i think it's here uh it's on 11 it says i am coming soon hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown Mm. the one who is victorious i will make a pillar in the temple of my god never again will they leave it i will write on them the name of god and the name of the city of my god in new jerusalem which is coming down out of heaven from my God, yeah. and I will also write on them my a new s- name. A new name, yeah, and on a stone. You know, it's like yeah. you know, I, it's like like the. I feel like this would be like the the biggest ranking because if you really think about it, in Philadelphia, he doesn't have anything bad to say about them. Yeah, yeah, that was the only church that you know he called and, out. And also, when good. it says like I mean, whoever has ears to let them hear that the Spirit says to the churches, like. What, what, while I was studying this, because, you know, me and my dad are going over, like, this, um, but, you know, every every single time it said that, like, the last, because for the seven churches, that that's, like, their, their last frame, I mean, the last sentence, right? Mm-hmm. So, it's, like, there are different type of churches that, that we're living in now, where, like... Yeah. We yeah. are in a way categorized into these churches, mm-hmm. and what it means by this is that it's only talking to those people, that church that mm-hmm. paragrizes yeah. onto that. Yeah. And eventually, I mean, you know, you can, you know, by reading it, you can know even where you are. 
yeah. in your in your faith uh, in your faith walk to see if hey, am I belong to this right. or do I belong to this? Because there's some that like I mean I, I don't know which is a church that it all it's all uh, he's just um, damn what is that word repent. Repentant? No, it's just like just going at them, like just tell them like because of this, because you. Uh, which one is it? Yeah, is it just it, it basically he's just complaining about rebuking. Them. Yeah, rebuking, rebuking them. So it's like you know, in a way you can't like he's categorizing the churches and and, mm. and, and now you know in today's time too. So it's like, I mean, there's more to this. I mean, honestly, and, and that's what yeah. I like about the Bible because. You can learn so much. Yeah. And there's like a lot of things that you can get out of just, you know, a couple oh, yeah. of verses. So, but anyways, I don't know if that makes any sense to what I said. But no, it, it, <laughs> it does. Anyways, um, thank you, sir. But yeah, uh, but, it, go ahead. one thing I was going to say is like, um, I, I'm glad that like, you know, like I said earlier about this little group that we have because... You know, I feel like Brian is always the one to usher us in into uh, a deep conversation about <laughs> spiritual yeah. things. Yeah. Because, and I mean, it's, it's it seems like we're talking, like I'm talking bad about, you know, us or whatever. Like our minds are not on, on spiritual things. But I feel like when, <laughs> when, you, <laughs> when you start talking, though, you get the wheels turning and I started yeah. thinking about all these yeah. different things that, yeah. you know, yeah. um, and it just, it mm-hmm. gets me to like a, a deeper place, mm-hmm. you know, a deeper way of thinking right. about um, spiritual things and, yeah. and things of heaven and stuff. And so I'm kind of glad that we have this. Um, What's going on? I have to speak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, but yeah. Okay. Hey, and also we're not forgetting Nate too. I mean, he, yeah, so. Nate as well, but he had to work today, so what? yeah. But um, yeah, that's why, because I don't really now I don't really hang out with many people, so I of course I don't really have anybody to talk to other than my yeah, wife. Because he's whipped, you know. Whipped. No, I work <laughs> seven days a week, man, and whipped. I don't yeah. have time. I'm anyway. kidding, dude. No, I'm kidding. Just to kind of like touch on what you were <laughs> so, saying, like I, I find myself much more invigorated to talk about things of the spirit when I'm around believers. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just kind of flows a lot more, I don't know, easily. Um, And, uh, you know, this morning I woke up kind of just like in between, neutral, Mm -hmm. kind of feeling like I'm not really concentrating on God. And I know I'm supposed to. Mm -hmm. I have this, like, I'm just trying to. Because I go to bed thinking, like, I need to, like, usher in the spirit of God. It can't be passive. Like, you have to be, like, very actively doing this yeah um over time it gets easier but sometimes you just go through days and i mean after the weekend you're kind of like was like, i was i really like pursuing a, the god the, uh the, the things of, of god this weekend times. yeah and so you know i wake up thinking i'm not really in the right state of mind i'm rushing to get out of the house to beat traffic to get to my work right um and i have this feeling like i'm just putting on this worship music and i'm listening to worship music but i'm not in the spirit and I'm thinking, what am I doing wrong here? I'm not feeling like I'm doing anything different necessarily, yeah. but I've lost some kind of truth. Mm-hmm. And it's truth that, that really sets you up to follow and believe deeply mm-hmm. what it is that you're doing is the right thing to do. Yeah. Not just because people say it's good for you, but because it truly is convicting. It is the thing that you're seeking in your yeah. life that's mm-hmm. going to put the pieces together yeah. because so many days you can wake up and find like your life is com- uh, compartmentalized mm-hmm. you have work you have play you have relationships you yeah. have hobbies and interests and it, the list could go on yeah. and they're all compartmentalized mm-hmm. but that's not how they're supposed to be the they're all supposed to be seamless yeah. in the sense that you're the glue is you and you are the vessel of the spirit of God. Mm-hmm. And so everything that you do needs to have that at the center. Yeah. It needs to have Jesus at the center of it. And I'm thinking, right. wow, I'm listening to music, God music, I'm listening to Jesus music, without even having Jesus in the center of my heart. Right. And so 
I realized like I knew there was something wrong. So mm-hmm. I got into work, grabbed a cup of coffee, sat down, made sure that I wasn't falling too behind, far behind work, right? Yeah. But then I'm like, I'm gonna go for a walk. Um, I'm just gonna walk around this little, this pond and hopefully the Lord will speak to me here because I'm not feeling right, right. you know? And what I realized was the things that excite me, aside from like the foundation of my faith is that Jesus died on the cross for me. He mm-hmm. did everything uh, for me. But the things that really get me really going are the words in time, the, the words for that time in your life yeah. that he knows exactly will hit you in a way that will inspire you to keep mm-hmm. going, to not just pretend, not to, to go through the actions of, okay, right. I might have a really mundane job. Right. I might not have super inspiration towards what I'm doing, um, you know, vocationally. But, you know, in this part, in this time of my life where my faith is, uh, it's growing insurmountably. I'm deciding to take a risk, you know, based on what the Lord's guiding me into, mm-hmm. um, and whether that is to start, you know, small groups and eventually, you know, lead into a home church or something else. Yeah, I'm completely open to whatever the Lord is leading me into. But when you know that they're not just musings of the imagination, yeah. that they're actually connected to truth. Yeah. That that's the stuff that gets me like excited, right. turns my miserable morning into whoa! Like my life is not going to be boring and simple. Right. It's going to be complex. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be hard, mm-hmm. but like it's going to be something special. Yeah. And that's the stuff that I live for. Those wow. are the those are the moments that, I mean, you can have them every single day. Yeah, you can. And yeah. I just always thought that like God's going to speak to me today, you know, mm-hmm. but never really like took an effort and pursued him because it takes some time to figure out how to pursue God. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you you have the purpose in your heart that, okay, I'm going to spend some time with you, God. I'm going to be intentional. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to actually not get distracted and stuff and be on my phone. I'm supposed to be reading the Bible on my phone. Dude, it really takes discipline, man. That's one thing that I learned even being in the eye, like, Cause now after you know because it would be easy to man it, like it's easy to come here to like the classes mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. sit there and, and you're being spoon fed yeah you know mm-hmm. like, hey there's this but being a i feel it sometimes too like when i'm like on my on the car is like you know honestly this is what i do i you know i listen to like worship or whatever but if i'm not feeling it it's so bad but i go into like other other music like no, yeah. I hit up like, like that, Ross man. or like Jay-Z <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I'm was, like you know what I you know because I feel like hey I don't want to be like uh, I was trying to listen but not really I'm just like yeah. might as well just <laughs> feel the emotions you know <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say like I feel myself sometimes like you were just saying when you put on worship music like I'll be in service you know and I'm like listening to the worship music but I'm just appreciating it more for like the vocals or stuff or I'm, yeah, like, or I'm like that person has too much whatever on their voice like the reverb is crazy <laughs> and stuff like that or yeah. I'm just like somebody's off like the pitch is yeah. not right or you need to do a better job harmonizing you're not trying to roast anybody stuff. right you're, sure. what? you're not trying to roast anybody no no I'm not trying to roast okay. anybody Okay. I mean, I think I love that you talk about the quality of, of certain um, performances. and Yeah, So, but it's like the whole purpose of me coming to service and, yeah. and being there doing the worship so, yeah. part is to worship God yeah. and, and to, you know, yeah. like, but I'm sitting there listening from a, a technical standpoint yeah. and, and or, or the flip side of it, I'm just really enjoying it uh-huh. and it's just music but, uh, yeah. and I take the worship part but you know what yeah. it's like like I feel like sometimes me. like in those type of days like for me because I've had those like like what we talked about like those days but then I had other days where like you know it's not there but you just gotta push in yeah like, you just gotta push in and yeah. those honestly those yeah. are like the best days I've like I've ever like had yeah, I mean, because everything just goes so smooth. Even the days go fast, quick. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But it's just like it's sometimes challenging. Honestly, like I mean, a lot of people think that you know, being Christian, like, oh, it could be You're easier or whatever. Amazed. But yeah. no, nah, I mean, I feel like it's the it's the it's the toughest thing. It's it's the easiest thing to do, but yet so tough. Oh yeah, yeah. I you mean, know what I mean? For example, like Pastor Jim has said that where he's like he's in service and it's just like there's 
no type of connection. But it's like you just keep pressing in, and eventually has, you'll get through that yeah. wall, or, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever that that dry spill mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And sometimes so, it's got to be like very intentional. I, I feel with like the Holy Spirit, honestly, because like that's one of the things that I've I've been wanting. Like I'm I'm moving into a lot where like being led by Him. Yeah. Because yeah. you know it, you know Jesus when He left, He said, "I'm not gonna leave you alone. I'm yeah. gonna the I'm gonna, helper. I'm gonna I'm give you helper. exactly somebody that's gonna be here to assist you and help you with what mm-hmm. you need." Yeah. So yeah. and, and and honestly, there's so many you can go so deep with the Holy Spirit because he he's an actual person that mm-hmm. you can talk to like we're talking to now. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. And I feel like if one like for me, if I'm so in touch with Him, I, I honestly feel like there would be nothing that could stop me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know nothing. Like we would be well, I would be living like back in the book of Acts, like you know, just doing like mm-hmm. a bunch of miracles. Like honestly, I don't know why, but every single time I drive through like downtown or like North Minneapolis or whatever, like you know, and see all these homeless people. Like today, I went to buy sambusas or sambusas or whatever they're called. I don't know if you guys know what those are, mm-hmm. but they're like this like African, well, Somalian like like dish or food right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is kind of like a calzone but it's like more like a triangle shape oh, oh yeah. yeah 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 so it's like a meat yeah they put meat inside or something yeah yeah so yeah that was good i went to this spot and and, and this spot is like where like you see a lot of prostitution a lot of like crime yeah. a lot of like is that like a university homelessness no it was actually you know franklin in chicago oh, okay yeah so there's a store there and it was so crazy because all right as soon as I was I was parking, this old man was like coming to to me, you know, and he was like, "Hey man, can I have a can I have a moment? Can you can I talk to you?" And, and obviously, you know, he just wanted money, and yeah. I, unfortunately, I didn't have like I don't I don't normally don't carry much cash cash, and I did have cash in, but it was because I was buying because people yeah. pitched in for the food, so I couldn't really you know spend people's money. And then once I walked in, there was other two guys just literally sitting on the ground. They were like, "Hey man, like, you, can you help me out with something?" It's like, you know, what can you do? And like, in like what um, what came to remembrance was like with Peter. You know, when there was a mm, I was just the, thinking about that. Yeah, the lame man. On yeah, the, in the yeah. front of the temple. Yeah. Yeah, and he was just sitting there, and 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 all he said is like, "Look, I don't have money. I don't have nothing, but what I do have, I'll give to you." You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know. I wanted to do that, but what was like, like what prevented me from that time is like so rushed. Like, hey, you know, I I can't. Like, I have to go in, go out, go in, and and, you know, bring the food to the people because they're waiting for me. But it's like, you know, and and I felt it. And then after that, like during the day, and even coming over here, it's like, whoa, like, like, like I could have changed a man's life. Yeah. Right. If I would have said something to him, like, hey, look, I don't have money, but hey, man, do you know, like, Jesus Christ and stuff like that? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And it's like, sometimes I have those moments where, like, oh, man, I just wish, like, I can just walk around, like, in Lake Street or whatever, and just anybody there, like, a hooker or whatever, I don't know, like, talk to them and be like, hey, look, you know, I don't have much or I can't really help you yeah. with anything, but hey, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or just give them a word of positivity because... Yeah. All these people, they're just out there, you know, just trying to do whatever they can just to get money yeah. or to just get mm-hmm. a single dose of heroin or whatever. I don't know. I, I like that point you made, just giving a word of positivity or encouragement because yeah. I think it's so cliche, you know, from spending time with evangelists and going out and getting trained with other ministers on how to reach people in public. Mm-hmm. Um and that way of saying, you know, like, Jesus loves you, like, it's so true. But at the same time, how many millions of times yes. do you think that homeless person's yeah. heard that? Oh, yeah. And how many times do you think that that Christian person just walked on by and didn't actually spend that moment in time to figure out, yeah. well, how, how are things? And I mean, we yeah. know that they're not good. Yeah. But tell me, yeah. like, is your heart in the place of compassion? Because right. if you had the compassion of Jesus in your, in your heart— you you would pray with them. There would be a way that the Holy Spirit would use you. Yeah. Um, and I think that it isn't so much like, hey, let's talk about Jesus, but let me know, like, who are you? 
you know, like, can I give you a word of encouragement? Because that is so much more profound in speaking to a person's heart. And eventually that would lead to them maybe giving their life to the Lord. You right. know, right. that's the important part. Yeah, that's true. And actually, you know, and even, you know, what, we, what you talked about, like, well, who said that? Like last Monday when we went to like help out your parents? Yeah. It's like, hey, going out to the community and just like. No, I told my mom that too. I was like, yeah, she was like, so who are you bringing over? I was like, Trey and Eric. And they're like, okay, are they going to help us? And I was like, they better. <laughs> so. I mean, the burger was good, even though, I mean, it was good. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, I know it was like, we had a really good um, birthday party there yesterday for my oldest sister. Um, she, uh, you know, she's been going through a lot and um, just kind of give more background. Like I, me, my mom and my stepdad are the only believers in the family. So, you know, anytime we have get together with my mom is so like pushy about like, you need to like work on the communication. We need to talk, you know, loving. We need to be so this and that, you know, and yeah. like, you know, that even translates into like the ambiance that my mom wants to create and like. <laughs> the outdoor needed to be absolutely like perfect and like yeah. is it inviting you know are my sisters going to come and be comfortable and sit down and i know that my in back my mind my mom's like is it is it today the day that like they're all gonna come to the lord you know like and i'm not trying to make it a joke but like it's it's just this thing that's so no now on i her. see how your mom is I, it makes sense the way you you're oh, describing yeah. it right now. Yeah, I yeah. mean, she she uh, struggles tremendously to, like, allow the Lord to kind of take control. Yeah. Because she wants to just yank control right back. Yeah. And I'm even a little bit like that, too. But um, oh, she, yeah, she struggles, you know, tremendously in that area. And I, I do, too. But I've even gotten to the point where, like, Mom, settle down, you right. know? Like, it was so funny yeah. when you were like, hey, Mom, we can't have two captains <laughs> What was really funny was when she brought the lamp out and stuff, and she oh. brought all those flashlights. Yeah, she brought like four or five of them. She was sitting there holding the, the lamp. I was like, Yeah, um, I, don't I don't know why my mom got into this mode of like just like busybody. She's a little <laughs> bit like Martha, um, and so I have to settle settle her down sometimes. But at that moment in time, it was kind of a crunch uh, time situation where we needed to get that roof up. Yeah, but um. Yeah, it's always interesting uh, having engagements over at my mom's house, and uh, I kind of want to have the the first meetings over there. Um, hopefully, before it gets cold out, and um, you know, eventually see where the Lord takes that. Because mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm just I'm excited because I feel like every day that goes by that I haven't like pursued this call in my life is like grieving the Holy Spirit to some degree. You know, yeah. because I've always been the master of excuses even before like walking with the Lord, it's always been like, not my fault, you know? Yeah. Always been, there's a, there's a reason why, whether that it's a lack of money, it's a lack of uh, fatherhood, you know? Like mm-hmm. there's just always some major reason why I'm not doing what I know I'm supposed to be doing. And I think that um, I'm just kind of tired of that mentality. I want to yeah. move forward with, with risks. I, I know I'm gonna be moving forward with a lot of unanswered questions um, financially with without any real like direction other than well I know a couple of believers and um, hopefully they'll know what to do because I'm not <laughs> I'm not gonna do it alone you know I can't do it alone I'm not called yeah. to do it alone um, so as much as I might think of myself as like I don't know like an Elijah out there you know in a cave you know at the same time I, I know that there's a there's a lot of people around me in the network that that the Lord's guided me into and even at times when I'm kind of like abandoning ship and like gonna go rogue and just figure out like what the Lord has for me you know elsewhere because I do that a lot like this past uh, Sunday I went to Eagle Brook Church Um, my my mom's been kind of interested in seeing about other other churches and um, I'm always I'm always open to the to the new experiences. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I like the way other churches do certain elements. Yeah. But then when you really sit down and, and really understand where they stand spiritually, right? Whether they flow in the spirit, whether they are they a hands raising church, are they a sitting church, are they a quiet church, are they yeah. a, you know a fog machine church? You know, like, <laughs> um, <laughs> how many people are there? You know, yeah. there's always these elements and contrasts of how uh, ministry is done elsewhere. Yeah. And um, I think that 
I'm always, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm always that guy that's just kind of in the church observing and taking what the Lord's like giving me there. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I've always had the sensation that it's not my church, mm-hmm. you know? And it's weird because it's sort of that like homelessness feeling like you, you don't have a home. I mean, my home is with the Lord, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm strong in that. But like that also confirms that, you know, whatever it is that is my eventual home is going to be something that I create. Mm-hmm. And not, not to say that I've created the gospel, just whatever environment and whatever foundation that that ministry is in. Yeah. It's it's going to be something that that comes okay. through my experiences in life. Yeah. It's it's kind of an abstract thought, but that's kind of what I'm kind of what I'm latching onto. Um, and I've always wondered why, like a mentor, you know, they always, you know, how many how many days or times does a pastor tell people they need to go find a mentor, go right. find someone that can really pour into you. Right. Can't tell you how many times I've tried to find one, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And failed. And, you know, just to, like, discourage me a little bit, thinking, like, well, I guess I'm just not important enough for other people to to invest their time in. That's kind of one angle you could take it. Or you could take it the other side, which is fairly extreme. It's polarizing because the other side is what if there is no mentor other than the Holy Spirit, other than Jesus Christ, other than God himself? That's right. going to lead you into the truths that are that your, your your life's calling. And, yeah. and I feel like the only one that kind of accomplished that was Paul. He, he never had a mentor. It was Barnabas well, was there know. for three years while he was kind of getting his legs. Yeah. But, yeah. but you know. He went past that, Barnabas, obviously. Other than that, like, it was just all by Holy Spirit. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah I, mean, I mean, there's so many voices nowadays. You could just... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not good, but people probably end up picking their mentors that we, way. Or we, and can they just, just, we can all just be mentors to each other. Yeah, I think that or maybe, we... Or maybe we were just created to be mentors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that it's interesting you talk about Paul, though, because he comes from the Hebrew of Hebrews, the tribe of Benjamin. He came from an upbringing that was as pure as Hebrews could get. He became mm-hmm. a Pharisee. He ended up, you know, at a young age pursuing like uh, anti-Christian uh, groups. He was yeah. murdering Christians. He was seeking them out. But he came from a foundation that was based on faith, right? So he was pursuing the, the books of Moses. He was learning them to the extent that you had to, which was basically recite them verbatim. Mm-hmm. And so he had that background of like steadfast faith. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the New Testament comes, right? And he doesn't believe it, mm-hmm. you know? So gets knocked off his horse, gets, goes blind, and becomes humbled to the person of Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. And through that, like, the, the true fear of the Lord, he, you, he was almost like the wisdom that he gathered from the Old Testament old and the, and the teachings of, of, the, of the law. Yeah. It almost, like empowered him to walk into true grace because he knew how it became fulfilled he knew the purpose of jesus christ from both sides and that i think that that propelled him to be such the minister and the writer of over half of the books in the new testament yeah because he had the foundation there that was adverse to his original belief Mm -hmm. but then reinforced it by full like revelation of who the who the king was yeah that's deep you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) yo but anyways guys so this was a little a little taste of what we do on monday nights monday nights monday night football (laughs) oh coming back you guys so. aren't even like Vikings fans, are you? you no. Who are you? I'm a Viking fan, I guess. Oh, so both of y'all are Vikings. Get a little purple on. Yeah. Purple shirt. He's an eagle. Eagle. Yeah. That's eagle right. Man. You're an eagle fan. Yes. I remember this. He was only an eagle when Listen, he won I, the, the, I'm, the. I'm gonna be honest though. Like, I'm not the biggest football fan. I like football, but I like basketball more. That's yeah. right. But I still have a you team. You didn't even that care when they won the Super Bowl. I did care. 
You know, he was wearing I had like, my, Eagles stuff. My, I guess you guys would call it Eagles paraphernalia, you know. So I was wearing, like, I had my hat and stuff. So, yeah. And then he had I was this glove that he would always wear for no reason. I just, I don't wear that hat a lot, though, because I don't want to get it dirty. I've had it for so long, and it's been able to stay its original color. Well, we'll so. see how they fare this year. I don't now. think we're going to do well this year. We'll get Carson Wentz. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Yeah. But, yeah, guys, so thank you for tuning in, though, um, and thank you for uh, yeah, guys, joining us. Yeah, guys, thanks for having joining me. Joining us. Uh, definitely have you again. Um, Maybe. No, Maybe if yeah, you no, watch yeah. at least a couple of our episodes, we'll probably yeah. have you. Uh, yeah, if you actually tune in to the <laughs> podcast. On he, a... he, I get to know you guys as people, though. He the literally, podcast is, uh, it's, he literally it's these meetings. bypassed the system. He, yeah. He just went right through here. It's I guess you. Uh, but see. no, you were a great guest, though. Yeah. So we'll but anyways, uh, if you guys want to follow this guy, we'll put up his stuff. Uh, you have Instagram. Yeah, right? you can follow me. Yeah. Minneapolis Miracle. Um, Named yeah. after the that, great play. That's how you know he's a Even true Viking fan. Yeah. But uh, um, yep, on Instagram. Otherwise, we'll put it up in there. But if you have any questions, whatever you guys want, chat there. Definitely let us know. Yeah. Otherwise, and, uh, I don't know if you got anything else. No, that's yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, uh, thank you for tuning in for here the BT podcast. Uh, yeah, like always, episode twenty-eight. Yo, you we'll know have me. a title. So um, I'm not even going to say the time. Yeah. Um, uh, but anyways, yeah. stay fresh and uh, yeah, see you guys. Oh, wait, before, we always have to remind people, uh, Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. Yeah. We're everywhere now. Yeah, Almost. pretty much. Even though this guy wants to take us out of Twitter, so but whatever. You know. Twitter is kind of dead, so. We only have four followers. I use so. Twitter to look up the news. <laughs> so, that's it. Anyway, see you guys. Anyway, see you guys. Peace.